You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Cryptex ransomware gets decrypted again. ISIS may be fraying online. Germany's BFV says Russia's behind Pawnstorm. Russia prepares to shut down some 4,000 sites as nests of extremism and drug trafficking. The Vietnamese commercial bank mentioned in a SWIFT-related case says it detected and stopped the attempted fraud. Hacktivists continue doxing and DDoS campaigns against banks. Bug bounties prove tough to price. The VA wants industry's help in the dark web. And how come Vlad gets better Twitter analytics than Jim? I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, May 16th, 2016. We'd like to open the week with a bit of good news and a reminder that white hats can evolve their products just as well as black hats can. Cryptex ransomware had become resistant to the tool's release to unlock its victims' files, but Kaspersky has cracked the latest Cryptex version, and the tool to free your data is available as Rano Decryptor. It can be downloaded from Kaspersky Lab's support website. Bravo, Kaspersky. U.S. officials report signs of shrinkage and disarray in ISIS. Intelligence garnered from observation of social media suggests that the self-proclaimed caliphate is having difficulty sustaining effective inspiration online, and that pressure on the ground has induced it to declare a state of emergency in its self-proclaimed capital, Raqqa, Syria. The endgame is expected to be tragic and ugly. Signs suggest ISIS may be seeking to move its center of gravity from the Levant to the Sahara's Mediterranean coast as it shifts operations to Libya and then perhaps Tunisia. Al-Qaeda seems poised for an attempt to displace its rival in Syria itself. Expect a surge in information operations from the base. The Pawnstorm Advanced Persistent Threat Group has long been regarded by observers as an agent of Russian security services. One of its victims is now making an official attribution. Germany's domestic intelligence service, the BFV, has asserted that the Russian government is engaged in a long-standing cyber espionage campaign against a wide range of targets, enemies, or, as the BFV puts it, in a way that would seem designed to suggest Kremlin paranoia, suspected enemies. The targets prominently include Germany's parliament. Pondstorm and its Sophocy tool have been found in a variety of other places. Researchers at Trend Micro and elsewhere have remarked on Pondstorm activity in Turkey as well as Germany. Russian authorities are also active domestically, announcing plans to close some 4,000 websites on the grounds that they encourage extremism or facilitate drug trafficking. And in a move widely regarded as a response to government displeasure with its reporting on the Panama Papers, Russian privately held news business RBC has fired its three senior editors. RBC and its editors had reported extensively on oligarchs' appearance in documents obtained through the Masak Fonseco breach. Investigation into the SWIFT-linked Bangladesh bank hack continues. 
Researchers from BAE are doing much of the groundwork here, with more reports that malware associated with the fraud bears significant similarities to code that appeared during the Sony hack. Last Thursday, reports of another attempted bank raid appeared, and over the weekend, more information emerged. Vietnam's Tien Phong Bank says it's the bank cybercriminals targeted, but that they were able to detect and stop the attempted fraud. SWIFT has continued to update its customers on this unfolding security story. For its part, the New York Federal Reserve Bank responded to an inquiry about security from U.S. Representative Carolyn Maloney, a Democrat from New York, with a statement that it stands by its funds transfer procedures and that it relies principally on SWIFT verification for fraud prevention. The CyberWire received some commentary from Dave Amsler, president and founder of Raytheon Foreground Security, on what people are calling, for want of a better shorthand name, the SWIFT heist. He advocates proactive hunting for threats in a network, especially as criminals grow more adept at evading detection by signatures. Even attacks previously seen can be modified into newly effective forms that evade legacy detection systems. Quote, Looking at the recent SWIFT heists, it is clear that adversaries had gained significant access within those networks. End quote. Thus, enterprises should look within as well as without. Other unrelated attacks have continued to hit banks. The Turkish hacktivist group Bozkurtlar, people seem to think they're hacktivists anyway, released data they appear to have obtained from the commercial bank of Ceylon. Bozkurtlar is thought to have been responsible for earlier similar attacks on the UAE's Invest Bank and the Qatar National Bank. And Operation Icarus continues its DDoS campaign against the world financial system as Anonymous hits banks in France, the UAE, the Philippines, Tunisia, and Trinidad and Tobago. In the marketplace, analysts continue their efforts to interpret the cybersecurity investment roller coaster. Cisco's results, to be announced later this week, are awaited with particular interest. Bug bounties grow in popularity. How these bounties are priced, however, remains a matter of some controversy. The market that sets the price is complex and necessarily, it would seem, far from transparent. Passcode notes this has led to a complicated mix of satisfied and dissatisfied bug hunters. The U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, the familiar VA, issued a request for information last week that asks companies what they can do to help the VA scan the dark web for evidence of compromised and stolen data. Twitter's decision late last week to end the U.S. intelligence community's access to data miner social media analytics isn't playing well in the press. Wired calls it, quote, a move that left many scratching their heads, end quote, and the Wall Street Journal notes with strong disapproval that Russia today still gets its data miner feeds. So what's up with that? It's okay to send data in near real time to Vladimir Vladimirich, but not to Jim Clapper? Come on, Twitter. Where's the love? And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 
Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. Joining me is John Lisebor. He's the CTO at Quintessence Labs, one of our academic and research partners. John, I know random numbers are an area of research for you at Quintessence Labs. Give us an idea. How do random numbers come into play when we're talking about cybersecurity? Almost all cryptographic operations rely on randomness for their security properties. Uh, all cryptographic algorithms, including cryptographic random number generators themselves, are deterministic. And this means that um, given the same input and internal state, their outputs will always be the same. This is very important for, for operations like encryption and digital signatures. So, for example, if the outputs were not deterministic, then we could never decrypt encrypted data and we could never verify a digital signature. However, if we want to use cryptography to share information with confidentiality, integrity, and non-repudiation, it's essential that session keys, identity keys, initialization vectors, nonces, other parameters that are used in cryptographic algorithms and protocols are unique and they must be unpredictable as well. Now, this is where random numbers come to play. So random numbers provide this uniqueness and unpredictability. All right, so from a practical point of view, what are the options when it comes to generating random numbers? There are two forms of random number generators in general use. Um, one's called pseudo-random number generator. The other is a true random number generator. So pseudo-random number generators, also known as deterministic random bit generators, are entirely predictable. The randomness of the outputs of a pseudo-random number generator is entirely dependent on the seed material of the input. The seed material must be unpredictable and must be truly random. So although it's a predictable source, it must be fed with an unpredictable source to give it its randomness qualities. So the uncertainty in the output of a pseudo-random number generator decreases with every few new number drawn from it. The uncertainty is highest when the RNG is seeded or reseeded, but after that, the uncertainty, or the entropy content as we call it, decreases. On the other hand, true random number generators, also known as non-deterministic random bit generators, produce unpredictable output. The most unpredictable true random number generators have what we call full entropy output. Generally, true random number generators are preferable to pseudo-random number generators for security purposes. In practice, pseudo-random number generators may be used because the environment or platform or some other characteristic of where the application or device is being used is unable to support a true random number generator. However, when this is the case, the pseudo-random number generator must be seeded and preferably reseeded with a high entropy unpredictable source of randomness, such as, such as is produced by a true random number generator. When the environmental platform is able to support a true random generator, there's no excuse to not use one. All right, John Lisebor, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. 
Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks. Migrate from one IDP to another and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge. And they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K Cyberwire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now.